0: Your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on International Business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence.
1: This is the Culture Matters Podcast, Episode 7.
0: It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters Podcast.
1: Today is March 7, 2013, and my guest today is Miss Lulu Wang. She's a famous Dutch writer of Chinese origin. She has published 10 books, of which three are published internationally, the rest in the Netherlands. Her first book, The Lily Theatre, is published in 28 countries, her 10th book is called Rainland Wo I Ni, which is translated to Rainland I Love You.
0: Here's your host, Chris Smith.
1: We're on episode number 7 of the Culture Matters podcast. A very vor- warm welcome to my very special guest all the way from China, but currently in the Netherlands, I presume. We're about to check that. Here's Miss, Miss or Mrs. I need to explain that as well. Miss or Mrs. Lulu Wang. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
2: Fine. Very busy.
1: Very busy. I hear like you're you're tapping on a keyboard as we're as we're recording this.
2: Yes, I have to be multifunctionable, multifunctional, multi-functional yeah. because I am not only a writer. Uh, since last year, I'm also a publisher. Yeah. And I have to uh, do the distribution and the sales and uh, the books and all the things, and it's a lot of work. And it's a new, um, it's a new kind of life for me. And I'm not used to it yet at this moment.
1: As in, as in keeping all these uh, all these plates in the air. That's that's quite a difficult task. That's what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, uh, Lulu, if I may call you Lulu, can yes. you can you tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history? I've already said that you're from China originally, from Beijing, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit about your history, what happened? Why are you in the Netherlands? Uh, just okay. Floor is yours.
2: Yes, um, I was born in 1960 in Beijing, and I was educated there, and I graduated as an MA student at the uh, University of Beijing Uh in 1986. And I was uh, directly uh, appointed as a teacher of English, teaching English as a second language Uh and the same university that I studied. But I have decided uh, to uh, move to Holland because I was very curious to the western world and and because I got this um, unique chance to teach Chinese mm. at a Dutch college yep. in the south of Holland. Yeah. Uh, actually, I wanted to go to an English-speaking country so that I could uh, pursue my uh, my study uh, in English. Um, yeah. In English, and I actually I was uh, a student of linguistics. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the university in college, actually in Maastricht in the south of Holland, I was rather disappointed in the way that I was used to an academic sphere, um, a- academic um, environment, and yeah. that was a small city with a small. Um, School, but i I followed my dream yeah. because I wanted to be a writer and I learned China, I learned Dutch yep. just from the street, you know um and I got a uh, I got a Dutch uh, a f- friend, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she uh, studied medicine at the University of Maastricht, mm-hmm. and she uh, taught me once per week, yeah, um, to uh, Dutch, yeah, two hours, and I cooked uh, Chinese for her <laughs> uh, in return. Excellent. So when she uh, taught me three months, we just stopped because at that moment I I lived in Belgium, and it was very difficult to um to bike from uh, Holland to Belgium yeah. and it was rather late every every time so that I had to stop yeah. but uh, after 3 months I just wrote my first um composition and I I was very um courageous I sent this composition a Dutch in Dutch yeah. to uh the biggest Dutch newspaper at that moment the um, NRC NRC yeah and I got um, an invitation from the um, I think at that time the chief editor uh, of uh, the opinion Mm -hmm. page and he asked me to write five um, columns for his page and I was just Surprised because I was only busy studying, uh, learning Dutch for three months. And you had to write invi- that in Dutch. I had to write that in Dutch. And he invited me to dinner. I remember that we had pizza in an Amsterdam's uh, restaurant. How typical. And he, yeah, and he, t- he told me that he was jealous of me. He said, how could you write so good Dutch, so, so beautiful Dutch? Yeah. Ali, after learning three months Dutch and I when I read your text um, I just see pictures I see people talking and laughing I see pictures moving and he said you're just great and just write uh, five columns and I wrote three yeah and he refused um, all three of them and he told me that it was not good enough as it was not uh, journalistic journalistic enough yeah. and I said to myself actually I do not want to write uh, journalistic text so it's okay mm-hmm. um, so I began to write um, uh, to write stories yeah. just about my own life and i remember that i turned to be a little bit catholic when i was in masses. i was taught to be a communist when i was a child in china yeah. but when i moved to holland uh, when i moved to to limburg you know south of um, holland yeah and um, it was it is a catholic uh, province and i was really influenced by uh, the catholic church and I just like this religion, not the church, but the religion. Just the, the
1: frame of mind, really.
2: Yes, yeah. I, I like that way of, I like the idea that God loves all of, loves us all. Um, uh, uh, it doesn't matter to which social class we belong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a um, fairy tale, but I like this fairy tale.
1: Okay, so it's something so, you could believe in. Yes,
2: I can associate uh, with it. And when uh, my first, I remember my first uh, novella was called "A Chinese uh, Reads the Bible. And I sent this first novella to, I think, 10 different uh, Dutch publishers. Only one publisher reacted positively. He said, she said, I remember it was she, she said... uh, um, it's very interesting, but uh, it is not uh, good enough to publish or we are not suitable to publish your book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter because I, at that time, I got to know um, um, um civil servant of the Ministry of Education of Holland. Mm-hmm. And he read my uh, novella. And he said, Lulu, you just have to write your own story. Do not philosophize. Do not uh, write about philosophy. Do not write about religion. Just you're interesting enough. Uh, your life is mm. interesting enough to write about your life. And that from that moment on, I wrote my first book, um, L- The Lily Theater. Yeah. And 1997. From that's, a, that's 1997, and from then. On, I just kept on writing my own stories, um, mm-hmm. but um, uh, with but I have developed really very uh, through a, on a, in a hard way because um, I didn't know the Dutch well, very, the Dutch language very well.
1: Yeah, can Can I use that as a bridge and and, and ask how how does that? Was it the first time when you, what is it, in 86, um, you uh, you came to the Netherlands? Was that like yeah. an enormous culture shock?
2: Yes, it was a very big culture shock. About the culture shocks, I wrote my 10th book. Yeah, I've written my 10th book that uh, appeared uh, two months ago yeah. in Holland. And eight months ago, also in Holland as the, one of the first literary book apps in the world. Yeah. Um it's about how
1: strange this country was to me how, how strange and the dutch were to a chinese you being the chinese in this case
2: Yes i um in this book it's actually an autobiographical book just yeah. like all uh, my other books most of my books are autobiographic um it's about how i liked or how i wondered mm-hmm. about uh holland um but i there is a big gap between twenty six twenty six years ago when i that i when i came here mm-hmm. and now it it took me twenty six years to um be able to write about my impressions and culture shocks right. yeah. because i do not want to be um um i do not want to be cynical i do yep. not want to be negative and I want to put uh, my impressions in in a better context
1: in a better nuanced way
2: yes can you give an
1: example of that something that maybe at first you felt was like okay the Dutch are completely crazy I was going to say use a different word but I won't um and now after after 26 years of being here that you've are able to nuance that is there an example you can mention to the audience Yes
2: um be, uh, for example love for pets um yeah. I come from China and people there they care for each other especially families and friends they care for each other and they ha- they have a very strong connection with each other but not in Holland. People here, they are individualistic. Extremely. And, uh, and if they have a problem, for example, if they are, are divorcing or one of the person is not um, uh, behaving well in the family, mm-hmm. um, they cannot talk talk about this problem um, intensively with their friends. And mm-hmm. usually the friends would say, go to a consultant. Yeah. Um this is, uh, this was really very strange because a consultant just get paid for what he does. Yeah, so, funny. his interests are different than friends who care for you. Yeah, it's or very family. task-oriented, huh? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. And money-oriented.
1: Yeah, that that as well, of course. In the end, it's money-oriented as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So, um they have different interests than your family who love you and your friends who care about you, who care for you, and all these things. So um, I couldn't understand why people do not invest in friendship and in relationship. Um, that was very strange. And And on the other hand, I understand because if you invest... If you do the investment, you mm-hmm. uh, have a lot of uh, obligations and yep. people are too individualistic here to have obligations. So, they prefer to be lonely Yeah. if they are in problem, in trouble, and then to uh, to uh, help each other when uh, in case, just in case they need friends once for a while. Mm. Um, and this way of thinking was strange and... Um, on the other hand, um, I saw and I, I saw that people love pets, they love pets more than their family and they spend a lot of money, not only financial thing, it's not a financial thing only, they spend a lot of money to to buy good foods for the, fr- uh, for the pets mm-hmm. and just better than children in third co- world countries, the pets have a life there, here and and if they talk they talk to the pets and the pets do not talk back they just look sympathetically to you but <laughs> and when only after 26 years i could place it in the whole context because yeah. um because people are they do not have strong connection with uh, friends and family mm-hmm. but they still need um uh, they still need a kind of uh um, Social relation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a relation with someone, and because they do not want to invest, because they are in, in individualistic, individualistic, yeah. they invest in the love for their pets because yeah. pets do not ask back.
1: It's, it's funny that you mentioned this about pets and cats, because at the right of me there's a cat. There's a, one of the cats that we have at at home here, and and it's uh, it, it just spent the whole night outside doing whatever cats do when it came back, and now it's uh, catching up on its sleep as cats do. Cats do. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's adorable seeing the cat sleep there, and there's even an English saying that, which goes along the lines of the more people I know, the the more I love my dog.
2: Yeah. People are just um because it's not it's not because people um um people are disappointed in other people i just it's just because people do not want to spend uh, to take the negative side of yeah. relationship
1: yeah and want negative- to interact on their own account when they want to inter when, when individualistic yeah. cultures want to interact they want to interact when they want to interact and not when mm. it's like an obligation to do so.
2: No, no, no. That's why I understand why Dutch people like cats, love pets, yeah. and uh, and dogs, especially dogs. And um, and yeah, this is something that I can understand. But by writing this book, um, I, uh, Holland, I love you. Yeah. In Belgium, it's called Rainland, and I love you because Dutch. The Belgian people they do not really like Dutch people. If I call this book Holland, I love you, they just don't do not buy this book. would uh,
1: no. yeah.
2: uh, This was a uh, uh, advice of my agent. Very correct. My my Belgian agent. Yeah. So when when I wrote this book, I began to realize actually uh, that there is no country in the world which is better than another country we are just different mm-hmm. and and the, a better country would be when we combine the strong points of one country with the other one so um i decided several times ta- several years ago to be a cultural bridge by writing books i try to help each other see each other's strong sides instead instead of weeks weak points
1: would, would you think that that your your last book uh, Netherlands I love you or Rhineland uh, as it's called I love you in yep. Belgium uh, the, the the descriptions you do there are, are all based or if not all personal right yes all your own experience to what extent do you think that that would um, uh, stick to for instance the the Belgian culture American culture German culture and any it's other the same culture? yeah
2: it's the same and um, to be honest uh, yesterday i got uh, uh i got um mail from my english pub, uh, english translator yeah. that english version is ready okay so um i'm going to uh, to introduce the english version mm-hmm. maybe first of all as e ebook and then i'm looking for a, a american and other um, american and English publisher, publisher yeah. and, and I'm going to translate it into Dutch. You know, uh, I am Chinese. Yeah. Um, for me, the West, the Western countries, they just look alike. Of course, mm. Dutch people don't think that they're, they're, they're the same as the Belgian people and the other way around. True. But for me, for me as a Chinese, They just look alike. So my book, and also I am a writer. I do not like to limit myself to Holland because I am a cosmopolitan in my heart. Mm -hmm. So I've written this book actually for uh, about the differences between China and the West, Mm -hmm. not difference between China and Holland or China. Not only,
1: not limited. Not only.
2: No, 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 no. It's.
1: there's a book been written a couple of years ago. It's called The Undutchables. Have you heard of that? Yes, yes, yes. Is that, because very quickly, that's a that's a, a book written by two American journalists that spent yeah. a number of years in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands. And they, from a very Anglo-Saxon point, they yeah. describe the Dutch uh, culture, the Dutch oddities, strange things... But it's only it, it's only funny if you're if you have if you're from an Anglo Saxon culture. Um and, and it's it's a very Anglo Saxon, non-Anglo Saxon comparison. Mm-hmm. Is your book different to that extent?
2: First of all, it's a personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um my book is rather personal. When you re- when you read this book you can identify with this Chinese young lady. Yeah. And second of all, um this book um, has the difference between uh, Anglo-Saxon culture and the European culture is much smaller mm-hmm. than the difference uh, between China and the West. So, um, mm. so you will see that this book is not so nuanced because uh, the 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 difference between Anglo-Saxon and European culture is rather rather detailed, it's rather small. So, that's the first thing. And secondly, because of the economic uh, situation, it's also different because I came from a poor uh, country, Mm -hmm. uh, China, and at this moment uh, Europe was really very rich. So, from this point of view, you see also that uh, a poor young lady came to a rich country Mm -hmm. that's that applies actually for a lot of uh, immigrants from third world countries to to the west Mm -hmm. so it's it first of all it's it's personal more personal and secondly it's um more social it has more social um, background and less cultural i think less cultural than anglo-saxon
1: all right i understand Mm. Uh, i have a next question for you if i if i can and this is this is potentially uh it's not meant to be offending i mean but Mm. it might be direct to that extent Mm. um what is your your if there is any your biggest cultural mistake and what did you learn from that when you came from china to i would say to europe or maybe the netherlands in specific
2: Oh it's not offend at all. I think it's a very important uh, topic of my book also. Okay. What I've learned. I think I've learned um as as this book is called Holland I love you. Mm-hmm. It uh, some Chinese people just ask me why can how can you love Holland? It this country is so different from the Chinese culture. And I said um I ha- love is not a state of mind or state of emotion mm-hmm. love is a decision i've decided to love holland mm-hmm. and from that point of view i began to look at holland from uh, in a quite different way so the f- most important thing that i learned uh, by living in holland and seeing all the differences is i i, I just stopped to um, compare China with the West.
1: Okay, that's a good point.
2: And okay. when you do not have any expectations, mm-hmm. and you just come here just like as, a, as a just young child who does not have any re- references mm-hmm. from his own culture or her own culture, so everything uh, goes much more smoothly than if you expect that the country ha- is... Ex- is acting the same as your own country? True. No.
1: If you don't have any expectations, you cannot be disappointed either. Eh?
2: No, no, no. And I, also, um, then you can discover all oh, a lot of beautiful things. Mm. You can just say, "Yeah, the Dutch people—they are individualistic." But what are the good things mm. of this uh,
1: attitude? That's not so always I, easy. I mean, that's that's really a difficult thing to do. Uh, typically, if you're if you get frustrated by another culture, if you see that people do not invest in relationship amongst each other, but do invest in relationship with their cat or dog. I mean, I can imagine that somebody from your culture could be like flabbergasted, even frustrated, upset and say, that's difficult to then sort of, I mean, equate your own ego and emotions out of it and say, I'm, I'm deciding uh, to see the good things in in the situation.
2: Uh, You know, um, the Chinese word for happiness Mm -hmm is uh, has two um, implications one is to laugh and the second is to be happy so actually it's only it needs only laughing it's only only needs humor to love a country so this book is a humoristic book so when you can laugh about the differences you stand above these facts, okay. you can look at these facts just like they are toys, but if you regard uh, regard it as a big problem, you are you stand beside this thing. It's uh, it's huge. You can't fight against it. Mm. I just laugh about it, and, and I see the funny side. And it's it's an attitude. I think the most the biggest weapon to frustrations is to. Regard it, to regard them as toys, yeah,
1: yeah. as
2: reasons to laugh, of course, I know it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Even if today I see a lot of things that I do not, uh, with which I do not agree, and I do not like, which is different from what I, I, I am used to, yeah. but I just have to rationalize. I think living in a strange, in in a in a different country, is fatiguing because you you have to put away your emotions. You have to rationalize, otherwise you just feel unhappy.
1: Yeah, in the end you would, yeah, I guess. Um, Lulu, it's uh, we're about thirty minutes into the the recording of the Culture Matter podcast. Mm-hmm. I have two questions left for you, yeah. if I can. Yeah. Um, the one but last questions question. Maybe this might come really easy for you with your Chinese background. I'm asking you for some words of wisdom. Um, words of wisdom, and the question is: Give the audience three, if you want, cultural tips when dealing with another culture.
2: Uh, when you are in Rome, act as a Rome, uh, as person from Rome, how yeah. do you call it? Um, and I think it's very important that, um, that you try to um, forget that um, you're Chinese. F- just forget that. Okay. Try to think that you're a newborn person. Yeah. You are here. You start a new life. And all the other things that you experienced in China, they are just gone.
1: Okay. So when in Rome, act as the Romans.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. What's your second tip?
2: My second tip is try to see the sunny side of the differences. Because when you see differences, you will also see that you have um, a richer life. When you stay at home, you do not experience anything. So you do not feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. Actually, frustration is a stimulant for us to discover new things. Yeah. And if you're positive, you will always discover something useful Mm -hmm. to enrich your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my second tip is look at the differences from a sunny
1: side. Okay. Excellent. Very nice. Look at the difference from the sunny side. Um and a third one if you would have one? Um
2: yes, I have lot because I've lived here 26 years. <laughs> I had, I need this wisdom to survive. <laughs> Otherwise, I would just get crazy. Yeah. Um, um the third is maybe a a nuance. Yeah. Um of course you have to forget that where you come from, mm-hmm. but when you are in trouble, try to um, try to use the vis- uh, to the wisdom um, that uh, that you know from your childhood, because every culture has his own uh, problems that are really so big that they are not to be solved. Mm-hmm. But another country would have mm-hmm. solutions. Ready-made. Yeah. So, the third thing is when you are in problem, mm-hmm. try to look from the Western side and also look from the side where you come from. Yep. So, we'll, you, you actually, you have two kinds of tools to solve a problem when you are a stranger. Excellent. Well, when you are a Dutch person, you have only one kind of tool. When the tool doesn't work, you, you are in trouble. But I can always solve the problem because, yeah. because God created this world with a balance. Yeah. He created uh, solutions and He created problems at the same time. Only He divided these things in two world parts. Mm-hmm. And I, a bridge is someone who tells the other part the solutions and um, and tell the uh, tell the other part how they do not have to be get, get frustrated because people from other side they have found the solution because mm. God is very fair.
1: Mm. It's only all we have and to discover it. And in the end, you'll find yourself a richer person again. Yes, as you said before. Excellent. Okay, thank you so much for these uh, these three words of um, our tips, three words of wisdom. the The last question is really easy. How can people get in touch with you?
2: People can get in touch with me from my website uh, through my website, uh, www.luluwang.nl.
1: Okay, and I'll put that up in the show notes as well, so people, uh, if they didn't catch that, then they can look that up on the on the website, and they can then find you and read more about you as well. Yes. Lulu Wang, can I thank you so much um, for your Chinese insight into uh, other, the Western culture, the, the Dutch maybe more in specific, but in general, the, the Western cultures, and reemphasizing again that um, I, I do really love my cats, so... <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's been a delight talking to you, and hopefully we'll bump into each other. And I uh, wish you all the best with your um, with your future uh, uh, production books self publishing because it, it's that's not easy nowadays. No. Okay. Thanks so much. Huh? Bye bye. Bye.
0: That's it for this episode, the Culture Matters podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.